Hey everyone, this is April. And this is Jill. Thanks so much for joining us on our second episode. But before we get started, we have some exciting news. Yay! Exciting to us. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you guys will be so excited, but we (laughs) wanted to share with you. So we've decided to expand our vision Mm -hmm. and to come up with a name that encapsulates everything we are. Encapsulates is a huge word. First of all, can you break it down? I can. So it basically just means that it summarizes everything that we are. Okay. Express in a brief way. Well, now I feel smarter. That's right. And so, drumroll please. We have decided on the name Sweet and Spicy Chicks. Because we're just a little sweet. And a little spicy. That's right. (laughs) So Jill, do you want to fill them in on how they can stay connected with us? I do. So we have been uh, really busy. We you, we can be found right now on YouTube at Sweet and Spicy Chicks. We can be found at Sweet and Spicy Chicks on Instagram, at SNS Chicks on Twitter, and finally, Sweet and Spicy Chicks on TikTok. Um, so on these platforms, we're going to be posting live videos. We're going to be doing sneak peeks of upcoming episodes. The bottom line is April and I do not want to miss the opportunity to connect with you. So stop by. We are on all the places now. So stop by and see us. Yes. And we will be getting on Facebook for all of you Facebook lovers. We just have not had the time to do that one yet. And we're because we excited. work. Yeah, exactly. Full time. And we have kids. <laughs> we, we also and work. Husbands. We also <laughs> have kids. <laughs> and husbands. Yeah, which are big kids. So that's right. <laughs> so just stay tuned with us. We will definitely love to keep you guys connected and just on the what's happening. This is definitely a journey. We're doing it step by step, little yeah. by little. We're super excited. We're going to get a website going soon. Ooh. New logo, all the fun stuff. New logo. And it's so adorable. Yes. I've been working my son to death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've been paying him, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No child labor here, guys. (laughs) Yes. So stay tuned for all the fun stuff that's happening. But now we're going to get to the exciting part of our second ever episode. All right. So we are going to work this the same way that we... um, outlined in episode one, where we're going to go through the first part of the episode being a high level overview because we don't want to give away spoilers in the event that you have not seen the movie. We want you to go out and see the movie. So we're just going to stay high level. We are not going to give you any spoilers. We'll go through plot, character development. We'll let you know if we're going to watch this with our parents or not, with our kids or not. And then we'll ultimately tell you whether we rated it a stud or a dud. We'll leave it there for you all to go watch on your own and form your own opinions. And then we're going to pause. We'll take it right into the second half of the episode where we're going to dive deep into the plot. We're going to give away the spoilers and we're going to go through the ending, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. I agree. So with no further ado, we are going to review today Death on the Nile. All right. So this movie was set in... 1914 Belgium was a very beginning, and it was right in the heart, basically, of World War One. Yeah. It does give a little backstory on Hercule Poirot, which, yeah, I'm going to butcher that name throughout. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then the majority of the movie then takes place in 1937 on the steamboat, the Karnak, on the Nile River in Egypt. The themes visited, betrayal, unfaithfulness, jealousy, greed, murder. Ooh, those are all good. Or bad. Or <laughs> <Depending>. bad. <laughs> Good to watch. That's right. But bad in general. Exactly. So now Jill's going to take us through just a brief synopsis of the plot. 
All right. So Belgian sleuth Hercule Perrault. That's a tough one. You may remember him, guys, from the Murder on the Orient Express, another great Agatha Christie film adaptation. Um, he boards a glamorous Egyptian vacation steamer with a famous yet very eccentric guest list. Very eccentric. Oh, yeah. The trip is cut short when a tragic murder is committed aboard the yacht. The glamorous newlyweds Lynette and Simon Doyle's honeymoon ends sadly when Lynette is found dead and the search begins for the killer, which takes us all on a journey full of twists and turns until ultimately the murder is finally revealed. Uh, this is definitely more of a historical fiction murder mystery with what we would call a very power-packed cast. And we're going to go through in just a minute just how many characters there are within this movie. So April's going to take it away, but bear with us because each of these characters uh, is got their own subplot to the story that intertwines with another. So it can get a little bit confusing. We're going to do our best, though. Definitely. Okay. We're try to do our best, but boy, I was almost falling asleep last night because we were trying to watch this late Ooh. at night, trying to get it in. Same. Just came out on HBO Max, which was awesome. So get right into the characters, guys. It starts with Lynette Ridgway. Mm -hmm. A wealthy heiress who falls madly in love with Simon Doyle, who becomes her lad agent. Hercule Poirot, the famous Belgium detective. Lynette's cousin, Andrew. Lynette's schoolmate, Rosalie Otterborn. And her aunt, Salome Otterborn, who is a jazz blues singer. Dr. Windlesham, a.k.a. Lord Windlesham. A.k.a. Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, that was, I that was, was interesting. <laughs> me too. I was like, what? <laughs> that didn't really fit. I see me, you, but. Russell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who loved and proposed to Lynette before Simon came on the scene. Lynette's godmother, Marie Van Schuyler Schuyler, who despises her wealth and her nurse Bowers, who covets Lynette's wealth. And Lynette's maid, Louise Bourget, who also covets her money. Then there's a mother and son duo, Book and Euphemia. And last but not least, Jackie, a.k.a. Jacqueline de Belafort, the jilted lover, fiancé of Simon. Ooh, you did wow. a good job with that. And if you guys were confused, I'm sorry. I was confused too. <laughs> But throughout the movie, it all weaves together, and it makes sense. <laughs> it does. It In the beginning, they introduce them fast as they well. Do. So I was sitting there with my notes going, wait, who is this? Yeah, I had to on. stop the movie. I had to pause it. I had to write it down. And yeah. I know I butchered a lot of their names. You're going to be like, that didn't sound anything like that. I'm sorry. Like I said, I was very half asleep after work last night. <laughs> I would just say for characters, so Lynette is actually Gal Gadot, who is Wonder Woman. I mean, to me, I saw her and I was like, that's Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I was wondering where I... She's always going to yes. be Wonder Woman to me. Yes. Yeah. And then Simon is Army Hammer. We saw him in a couple other films, which I think are coming up for us. So we're not going to give away which ones those are. But Army Hammer plays Simon Doyle, the main character. Um, I have no idea who Jackie is. I haven't seen her in any other films. No. Annette Benning is Euphemia, which is Book's mother mm -hmm. she's i mean annette benning is just mm -hmm. like an all-star a-list celebrity mm -hmm. so i was really excited to see her again russell brand <laughs> playing dr windlesham mm -hmm. wow yeah i mean the last movie we saw him was get him to the greek yeah totally <laughs> different <laughs> very totally different <laughs> he I, he cleans up well good mm -hmm. for you yeah uh i'm trying to think who else can we kind of help them understand plays oh louise bourget the uh ladies maid mm -hmm. to lynette she's from game of thrones who was she in game of thrones she was what's the redhead's name i can't even think of uh that. the you know nothing john snow gal mm -hmm. oh who is she 
She played such a good role. I know. I'm going to have to Google her later. Yes. Okay. Rain check on that. Yep. All right. So I have a question for you. Okay. Would you watch this with your kids? I think it depends on the age of the kids and maturity. Like my son, yes. Yeah. I started watching it with my 10-year-old daughter and it was kind of iffy and she had to go take a shower. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few things that is kind of like, is she ready to the, you know, wash this? Would she know? There was kind of innuendos. So I don't know if she would really known. And then the whole murder part too. Yeah. I mean, so I think it would definitely depend dark. on the age of your kids and, you know, how realistic movies are to them if they're at that age where they know this is just a movie and I can kind of shut it off. But I yeah. know when my kids were younger, like certain things, even like Scooby-Doo would give them nightmares, honestly. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, that's, I guess, you'd kind of have to gauge for yourself what age your kids are and if you, what you feel as an individual. Yeah, I don't think my kids understood it. I mean, I watched it three times <laughs> because I had to stop and pause it and make sure that I was understanding it too. And also we write up 15 pages of yeah. notes to make sure we're or getting 50. the story. Yeah. <laughs> or 50. <laughs> make sure we're getting the story right. Um, but I don't think they would understand it. I was okay with my kids kind of being mm-hmm. in the background because it's it's just so much of a brain investment almost. You're not yeah. getting the big Hollywood blow it up mm-hmm. in 30 seconds uh, intro that we get into movies, which grabs your attention. This one is a really thought provoking, mm-hmm. uh, using your brain detective skills movie that you have to pay attention for. So I, my kids were in and out. Yeah. Like this is not for us. Yep. <laughs> like, this is boring. What are we watching? <laughs> now I have a question for you. Okay. Would you watch it with your parents? Yeah, I definitely would. I didn't think that there was anything, um, too risky. Yeah. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. You're staring at me like, like say it, Jill. Not, not this movie. Say it, Jill. Not this one. No, we are not talking about any form of prostitution. So this one is a little bit easier. Just a little bit. Uh, I would watch it with my parents. I think mm-hmm. they would enjoy it. It's an Agatha Christie novel. We've watched Murder on the Orient Express mm-hmm. before. So, um, yeah. Yes. I will say from a standpoint of like a book to movie, I definitely don't think that this was in the book. I don't remember anything of that like scene or risque stuff. Which at one? All. The risque scene? Just a tiny bit of risque scene. Oh, I no. I do not think it was written in the book whatsoever. So no. that was a little bit like I didn't expect it, but Hollywood, you know, they're going to take it. We got to modernize it. Yeah. They got to take it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not everybody's watching for the sleuthing <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I think now is the time where we can rate this stud or stud. Yeah. And I was also going to have another question real fast. Oh, okay. Would you recommend it to a friend? Oh, I would. Um, I would, but I have a caveat. So I would recommend it. However, it's not going to be one of those highly entertaining grab your attention movies i would recommend this to someone who wants a calm quiet night in where they can be really invested in what's going on in the movie that's where i would go with it now like if i was watching this and my husband came home actually i did watch this with my husband i will back up but i'm saying if if my husband said hey it's a friday night what do you want to watch not this You'd watch something a little spicier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would. It's a little spicier, but okay. Mm-hmm. Same question back to you. I think yeah. Again, it would depend. Like for me, I remember somewhat the book, and so it's definitely 
not like the book whatsoever. So if you are going to watch it with that in mind, like I hope you have not read the book anytime in the last like <laughs> because, 50 years. Yeah. Because you're going to be sadly upset. <laughs> yeah. Because they even the characters are very different. Yeah. And so I felt like they, again, took a lot of liberties. They kept the names the same, but they changed everything about them, yeah. even like their age and stuff. So definitely would not suggest this for someone who is an avid Agatha Christie reader who just read this. But if you're just wanting to hang out with some friends and watch some, then it's fine. Yeah. And let's just, I want to make sure we're being clear because we did get feedback already on the first episode. So thank you, listeners. Yes. We love that. But one of the pieces of feedback that we got was, you were flip-flopping between the book and the movie. So which were you reviewing? So we want to be very clear. This is the film adaptation yes. only. But what we are doing is April's making comparisons between the Agatha Christie novel mm -hmm. and the 2021 film adaptation of Death on the Nile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yep. No problem. All right. So is it with your time? Yes and no. I We talked about this right before we recorded. Mm -hmm. I do think it's worth your time. Would I watch this again? No. I've watched it three times, number one. <laughs> but I wouldn't watch this again. It's I do like Agatha Christie movies. Mm -hmm. It's a one and done for me. It's not something that I'm going to go back and rewatch. What yeah. about you? I feel the same. Like I said, in a way, I was okay with it until I kind of started going and rereading the book to be like, was this really what it was like? <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, so no, if you if you go with it just kind of as a clean slate, I'm just going to watch it for a night, then it's fine. Yeah. But if you go into it with expectations, I would say you might Are be Are you going to be let down? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's where I landed. Okay, so I think we can make dud or stud. What are we going to say? Oh, gosh. I was on the fence because I always feel so bad saying that. Like, part of me liked it. That's okay. It's just you and me, April. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to hear this. That's right. No one. <laughs> it's our little secret. <laughs> so I would say, oh, my God. It's probably more on the line of dud to me. Me too. I went with dud too. And it's, again, not because I don't think it was good. I just don't think it was great yeah. where I was so invested. It was a fun night in. Watch mm -hmm. it one time. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. A same. But it was not no like life altering or anything like that. No. No. The and movies, I don't think know. I would go to the theater to see it. So that's what we're going to get into mm -hmm. in just a second. Where can you find it? And I'm going to be honest and say wait until it's streaming. Wait mm -hmm. until you don't have to pay for it, which there's a a couple of streaming services yeah. that have it right now. As you're paying the subscription fee, you're going to get it for free. Right. HBO Max is one. Yep. Hulu another. Yep. Apple TV, it's still $19.99 right now. And then other streaming services like Google, YouTube, $19.99. So I'm going to say you do what you want with your money. It's mm -hmm. your money. What I'm going to say is should you, would I pay to see this? No. Yeah, I'll probably second that. <laughs> All right. So that is the end of the first portion of this episode. We are now going to alert you. If you have not seen the movie uh, and you don't want it to be spoiler, spoiler alerted, <laughs> don't go beyond this part uh, because we are going to get right into the plot. We're going to be releasing spoilers. We're going to be talking about them. And we're also going to let you know the ending. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, we warned you. So this is the second part. We are going to be revealing major plot points. We're going to be revealing all the spoilers. We're mm-hmm. going to be talking about them. Uh, and we are going to reveal the ending and how we felt. Yes. Are we ready, April? We are so ready. Okay, so we're going to pick up where we left off. So episode one, when we did the high-level plot overview, we're going to pick back up here at the beginning. The first scene opens in World War One, and we see Hercule... Hercule, that's a tough one, mm-hmm. Perot or Mr. Perot, um, providing guidance on wind patterns to his commanding officer that saves his unit, right? So yeah. he's injured. Uh, he's in the hospital. Next scene, mm-hmm. we see the love of his life, we think, nursing him. Um, and then he did actually sustain face wounds from yeah. the fighting. They were pretty bad yeah to say the least so she says that's okay grow a mustache yeah and so that was kind of their way i think in the movie of like giving a reason because again in the in the books i don't think that agatha ever did that so i think that was kind of cool in a way to kind of give a reason because to all of us nowadays we're like why does this guy have this mustache on his face like what's going on yeah and it's not just like a simple normal mustache no it's yeah thick really thick yeah like two parts to it or something like he has to comb it every day it's uh it's definitely unique it is but i actually like that they did that because it kind of made me see him as more human yeah and kind of a reason behind it because before i was kind of like oh he's vain and that's kind of how it always seems kind of portrayed that he's a jerk yeah or just kind of vain or you know you don't see the human side of him you just see this detective and sleuth and so that really brought in I feel like another kind of level to me yeah and like you saw him as a real human being and falling in love and then he uses this mask basically his mustache as a mask to cover up and all the scars and so they kind of bring that out through the movie and I thought that was actually kind of cool yeah no I agree that was good uh we then time jump so we leave 1914. We are now in 1937, London. We're outside of a nightclub. Hercule Perot is walking in. Um, and I have in my notes, he's, we're going to meet the characters. We know that. But he's also fighting with the waiter over the number of desserts. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You do you. I like dessert too. I'm just not going to fight over six or seven right. desserts. But okay, Hercule. Yeah. Okay, we meet uh, Simon Doyle and Jacqueline de Belfort, mm-hmm. and these two are on the dance floor. What did you think of that? I thought that was a little much for the time period. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they actually would dance like that, but they were. So my husband was in the background. He goes, well, that's some dirty dancing. <laughs> I said, I don't think Ag- Agatha Christie anticipated that this was going to be the type of dancing no. that happened. I was. I was like, oh, my gosh, should I, like, cover my daughter's eyes? I don't know. Yeah. And it was actually a little worse almost, I feel, when Lynette comes on the scene and starts yes. dancing with him. Okay. So we're now we're with Hercule, Jackie, mm-hmm. Simon, who are being introduced in the nightclub. Yep. We now meet Lynette Ridgway, mm-hmm. who is Gal Gadot. And... So this was a really interesting scene. So Jackie and Lynette are friends. The movie makes that really clear. They start talking. So Jackie's like, hey, girl, haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) This is 1937. They didn't say that. But 
Um, and Jackie tells her the man that she's dirty dancing with is her fiance. She's in love. His name is Simon. And she's telling Lynette that she's madly in love. They are going to get married. This is a rush wedding. Um, and can he have a job because he's unemployed? Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, Lynette is a wealthy heiress. Yeah. So she has money galore. Yeah. And so Jackie's like, hey, would you mind hooking a friend up? <laughs> Again. <laughs> and, yeah. 1937. <laughs> but we're, you know, modernizing it like the movie did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, so I have in my notes, the way Jackie describes him to Lynette is yes. hilarious. She says, he's big, he's square, and he's simple. And then he's also unemployed. And I said... <laughs> Real catch you got yourself. <laughs> good, good job, Jackie. I know. I was thinking that too. Big and square, and then and <laughs> simple. She's and like, simple. he's stupid. Yeah, but he's. Uh, I'm in love with him. Yeah. So go and you. <laughs> Mom and dad are going to be proud once they Real meet proud. that guy. <laughs> um. So. The next scene, I also took a lot of notes because it was very interesting what happens. So Jackie then, once she introduces Lynette, which is the rich heiress, Mm -hmm. to Simon, she then tells Lynette and Simon to go dance together uh, to a slow, suggestive song. Yeah, and it was very slow and very suggestive. Yeah. (laughs) I will point that out. So here's where we pause for a second, because in my mind, I'm watching this going, no way. I do not care who you are. You are not going to be introduced to my better looking friend, number one. And then I'm not going to tell you to go go dance Mm -hmm. without me. Yes. And then Jackie, five, literally five moments later, Mm -hmm. is upset, skulking in the corner because Simon and Lynette are getting along very well. Very. And I said, this is on you, girl. Like, I'm looking at you. You have yourself to blame. Because if it's me and my husband, the only dancing that's going to happen is the conga line. And (laughs) I'm going to be the one in front. And it better or be with like 80-year-old ladies. (laughs) You're not going to look better than me. That's right. That's right. All right. So stilling your famous line, moving on. (laughs) The shade. That's right. I did it. So we are going to go and hop over then to when they meet at the club still, Rosalie Otterbon and her aunt, Salome. And she's actually a jazz singer. Now, Rosalie, she ain't taking nobody's crap stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That's the, the right word. Right. Better. Anyway, she ain't taking nobody's stuff. And she is sassy. And yeah. she will tell you how it is. That's for sure. I liked them. I do, too. Yeah. The one thing that I will say is she was holding, did you see it was like a Gibson guitar? I'm like, oh, yeah, those the, weren't invented. Yes. Yes. That was <laughs> the aunt Salome. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're she sounded it. really good. That's one thing I actually did love about the movie as a side note is I loved the music. Yeah. And the cinematography. Yes. As Jill says. <laughs> Cinematography sounds so great. It was, I do think, in all honesty, the way they shot the film Mm -hmm. was really well done. Yes. The um, settings from World War One to the London nightclub to where Mm -hmm. we're going to go next was really beautiful. It was. Do we want me to take them to the next scene? I would love that. All right, next scene. We're in Egypt. Pack your bags. We're going on 1937 (laughs) vacation back to Egypt. We are in Aswan, Egypt. Uh, Hercule is relaxing with another dessert 
<laughs> okay. And he sees a man on one of the pyramids flying a kite. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, what the heck's going on? What's happening? Uh, so we know now that this man is Book. So Book and Hercule are, uh, they have a relationship. They've met each other in the past during, did the movie say how they knew each other? Not that I can remember, but again, it was kind of. Yeah, I think so he has a relationship on. with Book's mother, Euphemia, because because we know that they've connected. Yeah. So uh, we meet Book. Book's kind of a fun-loving, uh, work mm-hmm. smarter, not harder kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, he even says in the first few minutes, I don't really like to work. Yeah, and he's kind of mooching off his mama. Oh, for sure. He's a moocher. Yeah, yeah get a job. <laughs> uh, then we meet – Book says, hey, come on. We're going to go meet my mother. Mm-hmm. This is where we meet Euphemia, a.k.a. Annette Benning, who is fierce. Yeah, I know we both talked about the first scene with Euphemia – um, because she's wild, man. What were your thoughts? Oh my gosh. In my notes, I wrote down some of her quotes because I was actually laughing. Yes, I love that. <laughs> she actually said, it's bad enough to be married for one lifetime. To be side by side for all eternity is inhumane. <laughs> she's bitter. And I was like, whoa, girl, calm down. And then in reply to her son saying, not every love turns to misery is what he said. And she said, no. The lucky ones die in childbirth. Yes. And the like, lucky Whoa. ones die in childbirth. She is a bitter <laughs> queen, man. Yeah. So I have in my notes, Euphemia is intense, rude, and clearly on a holiday. When Hercule and Book try and talk to her, she's painting and ask them to move. It's like, get out <laughs> my like, way. Okay. <laughs> I'm painting here. I don't have time for you. <laughs> All right. So we're moving quickly. Moving on. We're moving quickly. We're now at the first cataract hotel in Egypt. Uh, I have, we're heading places pretty fast. This movie does mm-hmm. jump scene to scene real quickly. We meet two other women. So we meet Lynette's godmother, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Schuyler. Yep. Van Schuyler. Mm-hmm. And then we meet her traveling nurse companion, Mrs. Bowers. Um, and Mrs. Schuyler can't stand money. No. Um, she Mrs. gave all hers away. She gave it away. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Mrs. Bowers uh, really loves money. Yes. So they're kind of opposites. They are. I fall in Mrs. Bowers' camp. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> so I'm a little in both worlds, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We're in the hustle and bustle of the hotel. We then meet uh, a young lady's maid. This is Louise Bouget. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, all of the Game of Thrones fans out there, uh, she was Jon Snow's love oh, interest. Yes. I can't think of her name. I'm going to have to Google it afterwards. Yeah, it's but, us. yeah. but uh, I love her. And then I said, Are we done meeting people? Nope. No. Cousin Andrew enters the scene. Mm-hmm. He's Lynette's estate and bookkeeper. Yeah. I don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> They've known each other since childhood. He has a picture of them and is showing her on oh, walking down memory lane. It's kind clear of they have a relationship. Yeah. yeah. But more That's, that he, I feel like he wanted more of a relationship is what it kind of felt like to me. I don't know. Well, are they, they just, cousins? They or? are cousins, but I don't know. You know, there is kissing cousins. Okay. We're not going. <laughs> this is a, not that podcast. <laughs> not that podcast. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Definitely moving on from that. We then meet Dr. <laughs> Windlesham, a.k.a. Russell Brand, who I said is cleaned up and looks unrecognizable. Okay, yeah. Russell. It did take me a while to be like, oh, that's who that is. <laughs> he was, yes. 
Good for you. That's okay. Right. He's a doctor. Uh, <laughs> finally, the reason we're all here, we meet the newlyweds again. Do we want to tell them what the surprise is when we meet Simon and his new wife? That instead of it being Jackie, as you might expect, it is none other than Lynette. Lynette. I, I mean, no, she did not do that. <laughs> she, she did. And again, I'm not blaming Jack. I'm a little bit blaming Jackie. I'm not saying that it was her fault that they fell in love. What I'm saying is don't set the stage and light the romantic candlelit dinner for them and then get mad when they eat. (laughs) (laughs) So I will definitely not be lighting any candlelight dinner for you, right? (laughs) No, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, Okay. So in all this, where's Jackie? She is being a stalker. Yeah. So we meet <laughs> Jackie. I even said, hey, where's Jackie? Yeah. Not even a second later, Boom. she enters. And she's looking fierce in a red dress. Yeah. You go, girl. Kind of scary. Yeah. She's. <laughs> I personally, is she a ghost or no? She was talking. Then. No, she's real. And then my husband said, she's looking good and crazy. <laughs> she in did. a bold move, she walks in in a red dress, sits in the corner of the honeymoon of the couple's um, honeymoon mm-hmm. lobby. They like yeah. bought out the whole yeah. hotel and she just sits there drinking and watching them and she looks crazy. Yeah, she was crazy. She didn't just look it. <laughs> yeah. And this makes Lynette uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So the next scene is Lynette and Simon actually try and hire uh, Hercule mm-hmm. to help them ward off Jackie. She's scared. Lynette's scared. Yeah. She thinks Jackie's going to shoot her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or hurt her because Jackie has those crazy eyes. Yeah, she does. Yeah. That's a real fear. Yeah. Um, Perot tries to talk Simon and Lynette into leaving, but mm-hmm. instead what happens? What do they decide yeah. to do? They decide to stay. And it's like, okay, people, why don't you just go home? <laughs> like, I think it was more, in my opinion, Simon. And he was like living it up, loving the money of his new wife. Exactly. That's how I felt. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't want to go home. I want to stay here and just kind of show off my wealth to yeah. the world. Well, and Simon even says as much. So they're mm-hmm. in the hotel lobby. Now we have all the characters in place. All the it was characters. good and confusing, but mm-hmm. now we got them. And Simon even says, I have no idea why Lynette married me. And I said, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to point out the obvious. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you don't seem smart. Some Your ex-fiance called you simple. simple. You're unemployed. You're not rich. And you just said that now you're mooching off your yeah. fiance. I have a real hard time understanding why she was interested. But moving on. <laughs> Maybe if she was as hot as Michael in the last That's episode. That's right. In the last movie. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. I think I said hot eight times. So there so we then go. you could have understood. But yes. You know. <laughs> All right. So now we are. They decide to stay. And one of the things they decide to do to get away from Jackie is instead of packing up their bags and leaving like sane people would, they decide to charter a river steamboat called, is it Karnak? I think so. Karnak. Yep. I'm not sure if we're pronouncing it right, but. I don't either. Um, But I do say that everyone on this Karnak steamboat is YOLOing hardcore. They're champagne. They're dancing. No one seems to be worried that. There's crocodiles literally a foot from them. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. 
<laughs> They're living it up. <laughs> and then I remember a scene that I thought, oh my gosh, how rude when Lynette is like, oh, go back to her maid, Louise, and get all of our stuff. Oh, yeah. Louise was not happy. No, but she hit it well. She did. She's like, okay. But I was like, girl, go get your own stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. You yeah. can get your own stuff. She's like, oh, just pack up every single. There's 11 people yes, in this. It party. wasn't just her stuff. It's like, oh, she'll be happy too. She said, like, no, pack everybody. Know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Also, I, you have attitude today. I'm loving it. Come on, a little bit spicy. She is. (laughs) You're bringing the spicy. So they're on the boat. They're heading to Abul Simbal, Abul Simbal, the Great Temple of Ramses Mm -hmm. the Second. The party gets off the boat. Beautiful. Oh yeah, beautiful scenery. So beautiful. They get off the boat. Uh, Simon and Lynette sneak off. To what I have in my notes, <laughs> be fruitful and multiply <laughs> together. Yes, that they were trying to do. And then <laughs> a boulder all of a sudden comes down. <laughs> That's the funniest. <laughs> and almost, I mean, it isn't funny because they almost could have died. But <laughs> I'm like, they're, they're on the side of the mountain. I'm like, okay, this is a little interesting, right? You know, I don't, I don't know. And then they put some not so Agatha Christie stuff in there. They do. You know, yeah, just saying. And then all of a sudden, a boulder <laughs> comes crashing down. That was I. That was scary. Also, yeah. don't try and go and canoodle off the edge yes. of a temple. I know, and then not expect. Yeah, and then not expect to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's consequences to everything. That's right. So they're scared. Mm, they just course. saw this boulder coming, and they are freaked out. Everybody gets back on the boat from being in the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, they hightail it back to the main steamer. So they were on these little kind of scuttle boats. Yeah. They hightail it back to the main uh, river cruiser, mm-hmm. Karnak. And Lynette is done. I have. Yeah. She's just done. She's scared. She thinks Jackie did it because, surprise, Jackie shows up. At just on, the right time. <laughs> yeah. She, I guess, chartered her own boat to take her out to the boat that Lynette and Simon run, which yeah. I don't understand. And that just is leave them ballsy. alone already. Yeah. Kind of. They don't want you to be there. They yeah. took off without you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's there. So finally, Lynette and Simon come to terms with the fact that they need to leave. Finally. finally. So it's not safe. But they want to do one more toast with champagne. He says, let's pop one more toast of champagne. Mm-hmm. Simon does. And I have they roofied Hercule Perot. Yeah. They roofied that man. <laughs> He's had a drink. He's sweaty. Yes. And he's done. He's he done for the night. He's Those sleeping crashes. through. Yep. So let's talk about what happened once Hercule, who has been roofied, goes to bed. Yes. So it's after midnight and you see Jackie, Simon, Lynette, and Book yep. in a room kind of hanging out. They're all been drinking way too much. On the boat. Yep. Then Jackie and Lynette get into it, hashing out all the things in the past and yeah. say some pretty hurtful things to each other and then Lynette says I'm done I'm going to bed yeah I can't take this anymore and then they were talking about how to get her to sleep she has to take something yeah she takes sleeping pills yeah and so she's like I'm going to bed I'm taking sleeping pills and then remaining in the room is still Book Simon and Jackie well then Jackie and Simon get into it yep <laughs> and Book's just kind of standing there like okay and then he's like okay settle down you guys and it gets real bad yeah Simon won't shut up nope Says some real rude stuff. Tells her basically, I never loved you. He's being real nasty. Real nasty. And then Jackie decides to take out a gun. 
freaking out and then shoots him. In the leg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Luckily in the leg, not (laughs) the heart and kills him. (laughs) Yes. She shot Simon in the leg and then all heck breaks loose everywhere. Yes. And so she's sobbing and going crazy. I can't believe I did that. And then Book is trying to get Simon and then they're trying to get her because they don't want to leave her alone. So they go run and get everybody. Yeah. They're waking everyone up now. They go get the doctor. AKA Russell Brand. Yes. They go get him and they're trying to subdue Jackie. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Lynette's asleep. Yes. Uh, Hercule has been roofied. He's yeah, asleep. He's asleep. But everyone else on the boat is screaming. They're in a panic. They don't understand what happened. They're being woken up at night. Yes. Um, and finally, Jackie's subdued. So Mrs. Mm-hmm. Bauer stays with her. Yes. They and gives her morphine. Gives her morphine. Help her sleep. And then uh, Dr. Windlesham mm-hmm. starts to work on Simon's leg. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we're at. And it was a crazy kind of one thing after that's, another happening. That's a, a party, lot. man. <laughs> so cut to we are at the next morning. Yes. Come to find out that while Lynette was peacefully sleeping... She's shot. Someone came in and murdered her. That was so sad. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor thing. Even though she was not my favorite character, honestly. No, after she, she stole was very another. Spoiled. Yeah. Very rude. Yeah. And just kind of hardened, I felt like. like yeah. You stole another woman's man and you're just like, get over it. Yeah. It's love. Well, I'm sorry, but she loved him first. <laughs> she loved him first. Um, like, also, that's bad, but you don't deserve to die. No. <laughs> just side note. No. <laughs> so immediately the party's on. Party's off. Yeah. <laughs> party's off. That's what I meant. The party's off. The search begins. Yes. Hercule wakes up and is like, I've been roofied. <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, someone's dead. Someone's yes. shot. He has no idea what's going on. That's a wild day. A, someone with has been shot in the leg and then the other individual was shot in the head yeah. and Hercule just remembers having a glass of champagne. <laughs> He's like, what has happened? <laughs> so he goes right into his investigation yes, sleuth mode. Right into it. And starts interviewing everybody. And the interviews are hilarious. Yes. So do we want to go through all of the interviews? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first interview is Louisa the Maid. Uh, and what's really great about how the movie did this is – each one of the interviews, Hercule reveals a motive that they had to potentially kill Annette. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a motive to kill Annette. Yes. <laughs> Did anyone <laughs> like her? <laughs> so Louisa the Maid is the first. And her story, her backstory is she and Lynette, she's been Lynette's lady's maid. They were kind of friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, Lynette in the past paid off Louisa's fiance because he had gambling debts mm. to dump her. Wow. Yeah. That's just <laughs> that's another level right there. That's, <laughs> that's another level of horrible. Yeah. So her motive is betrayal. Mm-hmm. Next we have Dr. Windlesham, aka Russell Brand. The I can't get over doctor. It. <laughs> yes. Who <laughs> was in love with Lynette and who she flaunted her new love Simon with. So, number two, scorn lover. Scorn lover. So we got Jackie, the other scorn lover, and then we got Dr. Windlesham. Yeah, we got two scorn lovers on yeah. one boat. Cousin Andrew. So, he's the estate manager, remember, for Lynette mm-hmm. and her vast fortune. It turns out he mismanaged her money, mm-hmm. made some uh, investments that were real dicey. Mm-hmm. Yep. And his motive is killing her to clear his name. 
Yeah. And you did see there was a clip in the other part of the movie where he actually tries to have her sign something. And you think it's because of, you know, they're, they're married and everything's kind of changed, but it's actually to cover up yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. We can't go every uh, through every scene of the movie. No, it would just it would take, take two hours and seven years. minutes. <laughs> but we did skip over some of the mm-hmm. portions of the movie um, that we didn't feel we needed to tell the story around. But you're right. He did mm-hmm. try and get her to just tr- tried to slide in some papers for her to sign. Yep. So clearing his name is his motive. You want to take Mrs. Bowers? Travel companion to Mrs. Van Schuyler for the last 10 years, which I remember her saying it felt like 20. <laughs> <laughs> we find out Mrs. Bowers had great wealth and lost her family's fortune when Lynette's gangster father took it all from her family. Her so, motive is revenge. Yeah, and that's a good one. <laughs> all right, Mrs. Van Schuyler, godmother to Lynette and key beneficiary to Lynette's fortune. Um, her motive I have is just good old-fashioned financially driven. Yeah. She wants that money. Okay. So uh, is it Salome or Salome? I kept hearing it as Salome. Okay. Salome, Otterborn, and Rosalie Otterborn. Mm-hmm. 1924, a young Lynette asked a pool manager to make Salome leave the pool because she was what they called back then colored. Salome and Rosalie were shamed by Lynette, so motive number six and seven – also revenge. Yes. And we do find out, so funny, <laughs> but Salome has a twenty two caliber gun. Same weapon mm-hmm. that was used to shoot uh, Lynette in the head. Yeah. So, ooh, she's mm-hmm. looking suspicious right yeah. now. All right. Euphemia, who is Book's mother, the overbearing mother to Book. She's mad because Lynette introduced her son Book to Rosalie, and she is not happy that the two are in love. So, again, we didn't go scene by scene, but there was an element to the movie that introduces Book being in love with Rosalie. Yes. Um, and Euphemia, who is this very overbearing, intense woman, yeah. uh, like she is not bear. happy about it. She no. threatens to cut Book off mm-hmm. uh, because he doesn't have a job, remember? Right. So Book stops on her. Mo- yeah. Stop mooching off your mom. Yep. Uh, so just as these interviews are going on and everybody's motives are becoming a little bit more clear, uh, Hercule. 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 Hercule and Rosalie spot Luis's maid's body in the ship's paddle wheel. Her throat was cut with a scalpel. Cousin Andrew and the group start fighting. So now everybody's together. Everybody's scared. This is the second person (laughs) to turn up dead. Uh, And they finally all decide that the best course of action is for all of them to go back to their rooms, lock themselves in, and let Hercule continue with the interviews. Mm -hmm. Book is next. Uh, Book is Hercule's friend, but Hercule knows he has to interview him. Yeah. I was I was so sad at this point because he's like, I really love you, but I have to interview you as yes. well. And they had Simon in there because he's kind of like, because of me being so close to Book. Right. I need mm-hmm. a third party yeah. who's going to be very objective. Right. So Book's in the interview room now. He's the moocher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a family friend of Lynette's, we find out. Hercule notices his coat is missing, uh, and Book admits to getting rid of his coat because he did witness Louise, the maid's throat, getting slit. So he may know who the potential killer of Lynette is. But just as Book decides to tell us who the killer is, he's shot in the throat. So body number three. That was pretty shocking. (laughs) This boat is scary. Yeah. (laughs) So three people dead. Uh, Hercule's definitely done because Book was his friend. He's done yes. with the capital D. He decides to get all of the guests out of their rooms. He locks the remainder of the party, which 
almost 50 percent's gone Mm -hmm. uh he locks the remainder in the dining room of the ship and one by one he tells them all what he believes really happened and who the murderer is yes are we ready to go into the spoiler ending i am oh you are okay (laughs) all right so tell tell us what what's the ending so he had a few false starts, it feels like to me, <laughs> yes. Tokyo did, and he's kind of like, well, it could have been this and it could have been that. So it kind of keeps you a little bit in suspense. Now, I personally did not guess the ending. You didn't? I didn't. Oh, that did that you? was very different for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was kind of like, well, I kept thinking it was Andrew for some reason. Did you? And then I was kind of like, well, it could have been them. And I was half asleep. So sorry, guys. <laughs> It'll probably be more obvious. I'll okay. be like, hello. But so no, it was kind of a, a surprise to me. And then- Finding out that Jackie and Simon were actually in it together. So Jackie and Simon, the two dirty dancers from way yep. back when, who were in love first and in love last, and they, <laughs> their totally love end. did stand the test of time. Um, <laughs> so they schemed. They're still in love, but they mm-hmm. schemed for Simon to marry Lynette, kill her, take her money, and then run off with. Jackie. So both of them were in it together from the very beginning. I guessed it. I remember looking at Matt. Matt's my husband. Um, and I said, I think it's, I I knew it was Simon. It's always the husband, yeah. number one. So I knew, I knew <laughs> if I go missing or I'm murdered, you look at Matt. <laughs> Um, it's always the husband, number one. It's always the closest family member. And then later on, I'll tell you when I realized that it was Jackie, when she wouldn't stop following them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if Simon and Lynette never told Jackie where they were going, then how did she know to rent the boat mm-hmm. to find them at Abu Samal? Like it was a very... Um, I was too asleep to even put those two <laughs> things together. I'm just like, that You're like, this is boring. I'm done. <laughs> um, I just kind of called that out. Like, they didn't tell anyone where they yeah. were going. I guess I just thought she was, like, trailing them, like, oh, stalking them. So that's oh, how maybe. I took it. I was just like, oh, she's just, like, right there. So every move they make, she's just, like, kind of hiding in the shadows. Yeah, so that's, that's how I I mean, that it. could have been true. I took it as Simon still communicating with her and telling and her exactly where they are. Right. I took it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no right or wrong. We don't know. We're not Agatha Christie. I guess <laughs> I just thought, too, is, like, the whole love thing. Like, I just thought she was so deeply in love that she would go to the ends of the earth to be with him. So I kind of took it from that perspective because, you know, when her and Hercule were, were talking that night yeah. and he's like telling her, just like, let him go. Like, you can have a better life. You don't have to keep just chasing after someone that's over you. Yeah. And, you know, she said, there is a reason the heart is the organ given to love, you know. If it stops to rest, we die. And I will die alone. You can be sure of that. She's well, intense. Her quote actually wasn't did not come true because she didn't die alone she actually died with the love of her life she did yeah it was tragic it was very sad so let's take them through Mm -hmm. how the movie how hercule actually said this happened because it's a little confusing it is (laughs) so jackie and simon never stopped loving each other but they needed lynette's money because simon was simple uh broke and what'd she say square yeah. Yeah. All the attributes that you want exactly. in a fiance. And he was money hungry, apparently. Yeah. He he liked nice things. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> they roofied Hercule. Jackie pretends to shoot Simon in the leg. Simon uses, remember we said Euphemia's painting. Mm-hmm. Simon uses Euphemia's paint, 
uh, Book's mother's red paint Mm -hmm. to fake blood. While all the commotion is happening, they're scaring everybody, waking them up. Uh, They were getting the doctor to look at Simon's fake leg wound. Simon runs very quickly into his room, shoots Lynette, and then actually shoots himself in the leg. Okay, that's commitment number one. Yeah. Um, Simon, however, does not kill Louisa. So Simon is guilty of killing Lynette, his wife. But Louisa and Book, that credit belongs to Jackie. Jackie knew that Louisa and Book were about to reveal who the killers were. And so she killed them both. Yep. One with the scalpel, the other Book shot in the throat. Yep. Um, so the movie makes it very clear that Jackie devised the whole plan herself uh, because, as we all know, Simon is stupid and can't come up with this type, <laughs> type of plan and succeed. And she didn't even care about the money. No. She said, I love him. And basically, he loves money. So he there wanted you go. the money. Wow. Yeah. That's just another kind of crazy. So after all that craziness, it gets even crazier. And they're talking about escaping and they're hugging and kissing. And they're saying, let's get away together and let's make it fast. And all of a sudden you see Jackie have the gun and shoot through the back of Simon into her. Yeah. Wow. So I was not expecting that. No, me neither. (laughs) They're hugging and they're kissing and they're going to escape together. And then she takes a twenty-two caliber gun, the same gun that killed Lynette, and points it in his back as she's hugging him, and it kills both of them yeah. through his back and her stomach. Did you think that was very realistic? No. And actually, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny story. I Googled um, – I will tell you exactly what I Googled because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm on the Fed's radar. <laughs> I'm knocking at your door. <laughs> yeah. I said <laughs> – I Googled um, can you kill two people with a 22 caliber bullet? <laughs> <laughs> and my husband walks by and said, why did you Google it like that? Gosh. <laughs> he said, hurry up and Google something else. You don't think that you're going to be. My Google search turned up that you cannot, in fact, kill two people uh, at close range with a 22 caliber bullet going through the back to the stomach. It's just a lot of travel for mm-hmm. that bullet. And in 1937 um, – they didn't have the type of trajectory mm-hmm. that guns and bullets have today. No. Um, so just FYI, we're backing this up against nonfiction. That is very unlikely. It mm-hmm. would have to be point blank to the head. Yeah. So <laughs> this got dark, but I just yeah, I'm like, oh, glad I'm not an A of the Christie novel. <laughs> I know who to watch out for, people. And also my Google search is super weird right now. Um so I do have no idea why I Google it like that, but I did. So if the NSA wants to come for me, you know, just Googling how to kill people with 22 calibers. Um, the second point that I had, and I know you have a point about Hercule, but the second point is we find out that cousin Andrew actually was the one that crowbarred the boulder. Remember when they yes. were off on the ledge in Ramsey's temple trying to be a fruitful? Yes, a noodle. <laughs> yes. Um, he was the one that crowbarred that boulder off the ledge. And Hercule Perot knows that. So he did actually try to kill them. He just didn't succeed. And I have in my notes, um, I'm a little concerned that Cousin Andrew isn't going to jail because he still attempted to commit murder. Mm-hmm. So 
in my book, that's worrisome. He also embezzled, uh, swindled her money. He attempt to conceal fraud and then tried to murder them. Yeah. And he's let off with a warning. But I think kind of, yeah, Hercule was like, if you do it again, like I know where to find you kind of thing, like toe the line or else. Yeah. This is still attempted murder. So if we could maybe lock him up, get him (laughs) off the street, that'd be great. Thanks. (laughs) And that's Jill's thoughts. (laughs) I had two closing thoughts. One, the 22 caliber bullet's not real. And two, where is Cousin Andrew? Yes. Someone track him down. He will do this very again. Concerning things. <laughs> All right, let's close on your thoughts with Hercule Poirot. I just thought it was interesting. I think they're leaving it open for uh, another movie because yeah. of the way that they left the ending. In the ending, you see him entering and kind of, if you watch the movie, you'll see how him and Salome, the jazz singer, have kind of throughout the whole movie talked and kind of had a light flirtation in oh, a way. flirting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And well, he's kind of not knowing how he bumbles through it, but she's definitely flirting. <laughs> so awful. You know, they talk about kind of like his old love, Katrine is or how he calls it, but Catherine. And kind of brings that all together and kind of draws things out that you don't really think about, I yeah. guess, when I was reading the books before and things like that. So I kind of like that. Again, they brought out that kind of personal side of Hercule Pro. Yeah. And I liked at the end she talked about the whole mask being uh, his mustache being a mask. And so in the end of the movie, you see him, you see him going into where she's singing at a kind of jazz bar, or whatever you want to call it. And he has his mustache shaved off. I know. And that so was I was good. like, wow. So I kind of thought that was cool. And they kind of wrapped it all up and they kind of wove that all in. And you know why he did it is like, he's ready to be vulnerable again. And he's ready to kind of start a new chapter in his life. Yeah. So I actually thought that was kind of cool how they did that. I did too. I think the pair character 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 they picked <laughs> for Hercule Perot is perfect um, I actually saw I think it's Kevin Bron- Brana or Brana is the way you pronounce his name I saw him in Hamlet in 1996 and mm-hmm. he was he was acting alongside Kate Winslet who played Ophelia awesome performances mm-hmm. for both of them so I love him and I think this character that he plays is so great for him Yes, because I had actually seen some other Hercule Poirot movies yep. or TV shows, and they definitely, I think, kept a little closer to what Agatha Christie had in yeah. the book. But I kind of like how they have developed this one, these movies. Yeah. So that was kind of my closing thoughts. And did you have like a favorite character? Favorite? I did. Um, Euphemia. I'm for you. <laughs> she was on holiday. Like I said, she was on holiday. She was drinking. She was yes. painting. And she wants you to get out of the way. <laughs> you are in the way. <laughs> That's I'm going to call you Euphemia in the room now. <laughs> she's real bitter, but she's real sassy. I like it. She told yeah. Hercule Perot, get this out of the way. <laughs> yeah. This isn't taking anyone. What about you? Favorite character? You know, I didn't really, I guess Hercule Perot in a way, I liked him. The others, it was like all of them have aspects of themselves I didn't really like. All 11. Yes, kind of all 11. (laughs) I was like, there's parts of them I liked. I mean, isn't that humanity? We all have good and bad, you know? Excellent point. (laughs) They all were real quirky. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like through the whole movie, I'm like, would I even have a favorite character? And I kind of came up with not really. No. No. You didn't, didn't like Simple Simon? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Jackie, I'm just like, wow. I mean, the depths you're in and things you're willing to go through for love, like that's a little much. <laughs> I could not get behind it. I'm like, you're doing all this for Simon? 
Yes. He's just not a cat. Not enough. Not I know. It. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to kill for you. I'm super in love with you. We're going to die together. I'm like, again, Simon? Yes. And you know how they portrayed Lynette in this movie? That's actually something that me and Jill talked about off the microphone. Very I was up. I was triggered, like my son would say. <laughs> yes, being some millennial or whatever. That's good. Why were you triggered? So I was triggered because, like I said, I have read the book or parts of the book more recently to just kind of get an idea of if it is anything like the movie. Yeah. And so as I was listening and I'm like, good Lord, they like, they make them look different. They Everything about the characters, they changed. Yeah, they did. And so that kind of made me upset because I'm like, they totally made Lynette so different than yeah. how she was written to be. Like she was golden haired. She was 20 years old in the book. And here she is. Totally. What's her age? Totally no, different. <laughs> not, I don't so know. She, what I said, you said before. <laughs> And I was offended. <laughs> I said she looked 40. <laughs> and I said, most of us are pushing 40. <laughs> and so am I, guys. So I was offending myself. But I'm just saying she looked like more of a hardened. And it, kind of that character came across as she was like manipulating more. I felt Very like. mature. A lot more mature yes. than the book had her. Right. And so that kind of was like, you guys are just like twisting the whole character. And, yeah. you know, and it did seem like more like cutthroat. Too, I yeah. felt like in a lot of her motives and movements, whereas in the book, she just seemed a lot more like naive. Yeah, I guess. she was non-apologetic. Yeah. She just said, my friend should get over it. Yeah. And so that's, it definitely did not make me like her. That's for sure. <laughs> you were fired up. <laughs> I was very fired Yeah. <laughs> what she really said was, she's pushing 40. I'm like, wait so a am I. <laughs> Some of us doing this podcast are. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. Anything else before we wrap this movie up? I think that about sums it up. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do a movie like this again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take us ten thousand years, guys. Oh, it we were up tough. all night. Yeah, it was, so it was tough to get the story right with eleven main yes. actors. That was tough. Okay, so I'm gonna let you take us out, and then what are we doing next? Can we tell them what we're doing next? Well, next, I would love to do, I think it's The King's Daughter. We're going to do The King's Daughter. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do a bonus episode yes. about getting to know April and myself. So you're going to get a sweet and spicy chicks yes. get to know you. Yes, we're, we're excited. Really <laughs> so before April says goodbye and signs off because it's getting late and she wants me to wrap it up. <laughs> yes, come on. <laughs> once, Let's move on. <laughs> once again, you can find us at Sweet and Spicy Chicks on Instagram, on YouTube, Sweet and Spicy Chicks, SNS Chicks on Twitter, and finally, Sweet and Spicy Chicks on TikTok. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. We are praying for you, and April will take us out. Yes, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, and we cannot wait to get real with you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.